Hello world, it's Charmaine Campbell and I am back with another episode of Your Life Has Possibilities. If you like straight talk that is spirit-led, you have found a great podcast. Please remember to subscribe, review, and rate and share with your friends and family. Listen on your way to work, while you're cleaning up, or if you have some downtime and just would like something cool to listen to. Today we are now on episode number 25 as is. So I want to paint a picture for you. If you're like me, I love to shop. And so I know a lot of people like to shop for different things. Some people like to shop for shoes. Some people like to shop for furniture or jewelry or clothes. For me, I like to shop for all of them. Not so much jewelry, but everything else I like to shop for. Now, I will shop for jewelry, but it's not the number one thing that I'll just say, oh, I want to go find a new bracelet or necklace or something like that. But I want to ask you a question. If you've ever been shopping and you found an item you like and you saw the sticker on the tag or on the item and it read as is, how many of you have actually purchased an as is item? I know I have. Pier 1 has an excellent clearance section that has as-is items, and I have been guilty of purchasing those items. So my hand is raised real high. Um, And I've been guilty of buying those items because they're offered at a lower cost, and it saves me some money. So I don't care if it has a little scratch or a ding. I will buy that bad boy, you know, a vase, turn it around, put some flowers in it, Make it look good in the living room, and it looks like you spend top dollar for the item. Now, I won't do it with everything, but if I see that it's just a little nick or something, oh, yeah, I'm getting it. So, when you buy an item as is, you are agreeing to accept the item with all its flaws. And so, this is the same thing with us. When we spend time trying to spend trying to fix all of our faults and our issues instead of allowing God to heal our damages or defective parts. Um, we are actually telling God that we're not good, but I know the word of God says when he made us, he said it is good and we are created in his image. And so when I think about that, I said, Hmm, is there anything that God has made that's bad? No. There's nothing bad that came from God or can come from God. So we have to put the brakes. And I mean quickly, we have to put the brakes on this I'm not good enough attitude or this fear that exists within us. We have to understand that God created us in optimal condition. However, there's a catch. However, you have to be sure to maintain what God has created. That's physically, mentally, spiritually. Yeah. What you feed yourself, what you feed your mind, what you feed your body, what you're reading, what you're listening to, what you're watching, what you're allowing to get into your ears and your eyes, who you surround yourself with. You cannot be at optimal condition if you are not watching and maintaining what God has created. And you don't want to become a person of deception. And I I was thinking about some some examples that I've been in where um, I've asked someone to come work for me and they'll be late every day or they'll be late every now and then and expect you not to say anything. And normally during the summer months, I host three summer camps. 
And uh, this year I put it on hold because I didn't want to do a virtual summer camp. And I've had to let people go um, a couple of times just because of tardiness. Um, Because they'll interview one way and, and lead me to believe that they're going to be a trustworthy person. You know, a person of their word. They're going to show up to work every day and ready to work with um, the children. But that's what I mean. When you become a person of deception, you are not working in optimal condition or an individual that may say, I'll come volunteer, but don't show up. You're like, where are they? And they're not there. Or they'll say, I'll come help you with the project. And guess what? They show up. But when they arrive, they are a distraction instead of being a support. And so you want to be like the store, okay? When they have as-is items, they will tell you, we are selling this couch as-is because it has a scratch on the back, but they are being honest with you. They're not deceiving you. They're telling you exactly what's going on with that particular item. And you have the choice if you want to purchase it. And that's the same thing with us as humans. If we're upfront and honest with individuals, they will choose if they want to deal with us or not. I always tell people, come to come through the front door with me. Don't go around the side of the house and come through the back door. Come straight through the front door so I know what I'm dealing with up front. And and, and we have to be honest about what we have and what we don't have. If you can't, you just can't. Okay, I had to realize that I cannot please everyone. I cannot be in 50 million places at one time and still please everyone. As a leader of a school, I find that so hard. That was a hard pill for me to swallow my first couple of years in leadership because I was trying to please my students, parents, community, my staff, people in central office, the superintendent, you're trying to please all these people. And guess what? Someone's going to be disappointed and you're going to run yourself ragged trying to be on everyone's gold star list. Okay. That's not going to happen. And you cannot be everywhere at one time. I was trying to go here, go there. And I got to a point where I said, Hey, slow down, Charmaine, pump your brakes. You can't do all this. You are running yourself ragged. And Yes, people's feelings get hurt, but if you're upfront and honest with people, and that's what I had to realize and say, hey, I can't do this because I have a prior event, or hey, I can't do this because I need to spend time with my daughter, or hey, I can't do this because guess what? I'm tired. I need to rest this weekend. That's what I had to realize. And I'm learning it more and more during this quarantine is that I have to allow myself to be okay with not pleasing everyone. Just know that my heart is in the right place. And next time, maybe I can make it, you know, on the next day. But we don't want to force. We don't want to allow someone to force us to do what we just don't have or what you just can't possibly do. If you don't have the capability of doing a certain task, just say it. Let the pride go. Just say, I don't think that I'm up for the task. Um, I may need some support if I if if you choose me to do this. But don't just flat out and say, yeah, I got it. And then you bomb the whole situation because what happens, it becomes a broken promise and broken promises ruin reputations. They ruin relationships. They ruin your character. I can't tell you how many times broken promises will make someone look at you different. 
But you should know this, and you should know this well, what you have and what you don't have. Also, what can you offer? Do you know what you can offer? If someone were to ask you this question, what can you bring to the table? Can you list at least three things that make you a good asset for their team? I'm going to wait. If you did not catch that, if someone were to ask you what you bring to the table, can you list at least three things that make you a good asset for their team? Have you unleashed everything that God has in you? I'll answer that. No. No. I know I haven't. I, God has so much in store for us. You know, when I think about it, um, I, I just often think about, you know, ideas. My imagination runs wild. As I've told you in previous podcasts, you should keep yourself a notebook because when something drops into your spirit, God is downloading a vision for you. And it may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next year. It may happen in five or 10 years from now. But when you write it down, you can write the vision and make it plain and start to work out those steps. And so you don't want to have a vision come to you and you lose it. And you don't want the enemy to distract you and take it from you. And you have to remind the enemy who you are. Don't allow your mind to run reckless, you know, all over the place. You need God to be with you in everything, to reveal your purpose, the possibilities, because you just cannot do it on your own. I've realized that I cannot make decisions on my own. I cannot make dreams come to fruition on my own. I can't be a leader on my own. I cannot pray on my own. I ask the spirit to speak through me as I pray because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what I need. And I just need to have a brief conversation with God about my concerns, what's ailing me, what's keeping me up at night, what may be causing me some worry or anxiety, what is causing me not to understand my purpose or the possibilities You cannot do that without seeking God and his help. It's not going to happen. And I tell you what, if God has called you and he has a need for you, even if you're unqualified, God will give you a platform because he will give you what you need. He will speak through you if you seek him first and ask for him to place his Holy Spirit in you. I know from experience You might get a job, you might get an opportunity, and you're like, hold up, I'm not qualified for this. How am I going to do this? That's when you get on your knees and you ask God for his spirit to live and dwell in you because you cannot do it on your own. Even if you're unqualified and other people's looking and saying, well, how did she get that job? Or how did he get that opportunity? Or how did she end up with that business? I'm telling you. If God calls you to something, he's going to give you everything you need. There is freedom in knowing what you have and being okay with what you don't have. You don't want to have a perpetrating spirit. Back in the day, we used to say, oh, they perped out. People who lie about what they have and what they don't have. You don't want to have a perped out spirit. You don't want to have the case of the perped out. No need to fake it until you make it. When God has called you, it will always work out. Find your lane. And work that thing. Pray and ask God to help you because you need his help. Do not allow others to dictate what you should be doing. 
okay? Do not do what you see other people doing and trying to be someone that you're not. When you continuously seek God, guess what? Everything falls into place. And as I'm speaking, I'm reminded of a story in the Bible um, in Acts 3 and 6. And uh, John and Peter, they are going to um, the temple. They're going to the temple to pray like they normally do. And um, they go to the gate called Beautiful. And there's a man on the outside. He's a lame man on the outside of the gate. And as I was reading it, um, it says he was lame from his mother's womb. So since he was born, this man has never walked. He's always been lame. And individuals would bring him to the gate called Beautiful. And it didn't say who these people were. It didn't say it was his friends, his neighbors, his cousins, family members, nobody, nothing like that. It just says they would bring him to the gate called Beautiful. And as Peter and John went to enter into the temple, he asked them for alms because that's what he did every day. He would sit outside the gate called Beautiful and ask for alms. And for those of you who don't know what alms are, it's just like asking for change. And as he was asking for change, Peter was straight up with him. And if you have your Bible, you want to read it. Peter said, I silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. So what I have, I'll give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So Peter was honest with him. He kept it real with him. He didn't lie. He's like silver and gold. I don't have none of that. But guess what? What I do have is the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside of me. And because of that, I'm going to speak over you for you to get up and walk. You are no longer lame. And so if you read the story, you will see where the man got up. He walked. He had mobility in his knees, his thighs, his legs. It actually says in a word that he he had mobility in his ankles. Everything that was deformative in him became new. And that's the same thing when you think your as is, when you think you have a flaw or um, a defect or your damage, guess what? God will take you as is because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are beautiful in his eyes. You are beautiful in his sight. He will take you and mold you and create you and who you, who he called you to be. I'm telling you, if you stick with God and keeps him first, all things will work together for your good. God has a plan for you in Jeremiah 29 11. He says, for I know the thoughts and I think toward you. Say if the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God wants to bless you. God wants you to be blessed abundantly. My pastor's favorite scripture in the Bible is John 10, 10, where the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But on the flip side of that, our God says, but I'll come that you might have life and life more abundantly. God wants you to live an abundant life. And we have to remember that someone's healing or their destiny may be locked up in our authenticity and keeping it real. And that's what happened with Peter. That man's healing was locked up in Peter. The Holy Spirit moved through Peter and healed that man. So it doesn't matter what's popular at the time. It doesn't matter what's popping or what you think is cool or what you think everybody else is doing. If it doesn't fit in the kingdom, if it doesn't align with the word of God, that's not it. You got to become familiar with God because becoming familiar with God, God will make you familiar with what you possess. 
If you didn't catch that, I'll say it again. You have to become familiar with God. Build a relationship with him. He's your friend. He wants a relationship with you. And when you become familiar with God, God will make you familiar with what you possess. Do you want his miracle or your own miracle? I don't know about you, but I want his miracle because I know I can't work any miracles. I cannot do anything without God. And as I was thinking um, before, during, you know, the creation of this podcast, I realized um, that we are assigned to help people. You know, when I thought about the story of Peter and John, they didn't look at the man cross-eyed and and keep walking by him as the other people did. I mean, you got to read this story. This story is deep. You know, if they said they were putting him there every day. That means people was going in and out every day seeing this man and not one person stopped. And they were at the temple. They were at the church where people were going in and praying and nobody stopped to come out and pray and ask and seek God for his healing. But I ain't even about to go there. I'm not about to go into all of that. But just know that we are assigned to help. We are assigned to serve. We are assigned to be stewards over everything God has placed in our hands. Now, I didn't say we are to do the work. We're to lead them to water, but we can't make them drink. I can show you the way, but I can't do the work for you. I'm sorry. Because the word of God says in James 4 17, therefore to him that knoweth to do good and do if not, it's a sin him. So I'm not trying to be a sinner, okay? I'm not. I'm I can show you if I can help you with a business idea, if I can help you with your business plan, if I can help you create your nonprofit, help you to get into school, you know, give you some sound advice. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to keep away from you what I know to do and what I know how to do. So we, if we are assigned to help individuals, that's what we should do. Not exhaust ourselves, not do the work for them, but show them the way. Open up a door, be a support, sow a seed, but not do it for them. So I do hope that you have enjoyed episode number 25 as is. We're not going to walk around like damaged goods. Know that God loves you. And always remember that God set you aside as is for a purpose. When the world says no, God says yes. Just like some people walk by that damaged vase or that uh, couch or refrigerator that has a little dent in it. You know, if you go to Lowe's. In the as-is section, you might get you a nice refrigerator or stove or washer and dryer or dishwasher. And people walk right by and it got a little ding on it and you get a good deal on it. It's the same thing. Some people might pass you by and not understand what God has in you. So when the world says no, always remember our God says yes. And as always, I always want to let you know what I'm reading. I am still reading Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shire. This study is on fire. If you want to know if it is you what if it is yourself you're hearing, your own thoughts, <laughs> or God's thoughts, I suggest you read this book and do this study. Priscilla Shire has outlined it clear what we should do. And how we should allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in everything that we do. What I am listening to 
Ricky Dillard's new album, Choir Master. Woo, take me to church every time I turn it on. I love his album, Choir Master. Um, I'm also listening to Love is a Miracle by Majesty Rose and Brie Babineau. And Holy Spirit, I Surrender by Chandler Moore. Um, I love Maverick Music and what they offer is so pure and sincere. Um, as always, I would love you to subscribe, rate, and review. Um, your life has possibilities. Share with a friend. Share with a family member. Also, remember to visit my website, www.yourlifehaspossibilities.com. There's a lot of updates there. I update every week with Wednesday Wisdom for Parents. So if you're a parent and you're looking for some wisdom, please go to the website. I have updated weekly. Also, there's going to be something cool I'm doing for parents over the summer that I know the parents will love. Always remember to keep God first and your life has possibilities.